Fifth Lesson The Certainty of Answered Prayer Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asks receives, and he that seeks finds, and to him that knocks it shall be opened. Matthew 7, 7-8 Ye ask, and receive not, because ye ask amiss. James 4, 3 Our Lord returns a second time, in the Sermon on the Mount, to speak of prayer. The first time He had spoken of the Father who can be found in secret, but rewards openly. He had given us the pattern prayer, Matthew 6, 5-15. Here He wants to teach us what is considered the chief thing in all Scripture concerning prayer, the assurance that prayer will be heard and answered. Observe how he uses words that mean almost the same thing, and each time he distinctly repeats the promise, You shall receive, you shall find, it shall be opened unto you. Then he gives the law of the kingdom as grounds for such assurance. For every one that asks receives, and he that seeks finds, and to him that knocks it shall be opened. We cannot but realize how, in this sixfold repetition, he wants to impress deep on our minds this one truth, that we may and must most confidently expect an answer to our prayer. Next to the revelation of the Father's love, there is the whole course of the school of prayer not a more important lesson than this. Every one that asks receives. In the three words the Lord uses, ask, seek, and knock, a difference in meaning has been sought. If such was indeed his purpose, then the first ask refers to the gifts we pray for. But I may ask and receive the gift without the giver. Seek is the word Scripture uses of God Himself. Christ assures me that I can find Him. But it's not enough to find God in time of need without coming to abiding fellowship. Knock speaks of admission to dwell with Him and in Him. Asking and receiving the gift would thus lead to seeking and finding the giver. This again leads to the knocking and opening of the door of the Father's home and love. One thing is sure. The Lord wants us to be certain that asking, seeking, and knocking are not in vain. Receiving an answer, finding God, and the opened heart and home of God are the certain fruit of prayer. That the Lord thought it was necessary to repeat the truth, in so many ways, is a lesson of great importance. It proves that He knows our heart, He knows how doubt and distrust toward God are natural to us, and how easily we are inclined to treat prayer as a religious work without an answer. Even when we believe that God is the hearer of prayer, He knows that believing prayer that lays hold of the promise is something spiritual, too high and difficult for the half-hearted disciple. Therefore, at the very beginning of his instruction to those who desire to learn to pray, he seeks to lodge this truth deep into their hearts. Prayer does avail much. Ask, and it shall be given you. Every one that asks receives. This is the fixed eternal law of the kingdom. If you ask and do not receive, it must be because there is something amiss or lacking in the prayer. Keep going. Let the Word and Spirit teach you to pray correctly, but don't let go of the confidence He seeks to awaken. Everyone that asks receives. Ask, and it shall be given you. 
Christ has no mightier stimulus to persevering prayer in his school than this. As a child has to prove a sum to be correct, so the proof that we have prayed correctly is the answer. If we ask and do not receive, it is because we have not learned to pray correctly. Let every learner in the school of Christ, therefore, take the Master's word in all simplicity, Every one that asks receives. He had good reasons for speaking so unconditionally. Let us beware of weakening the word with our human wisdom. When he tells us heavenly things, let us believe him. His word will explain itself to him who believes it fully. If questions and difficulties arise, let's not seek to have them settled before we accept the word. No, let's entrust them all to him. It is his work to solve them. Our work is first and fully to accept and hold fast his promise. Let the word be inscribed in letters of light in our inner chamber and in the inner chamber of our heart, too. Every one that asks receives. According to this teaching of the Master, prayer consists of two parts. It has two sides, a human and a divine. The human is the asking, the divine is the giving. Or, to look at both from the human side, there is the asking and the receiving, the two halves that make up a whole. It is as if he would tell us that we are not to rest without an answer, because it is the will of God, the rule in the Father's family. Every childlike believing petition is granted. If no answer comes, we are not to sit down in idleness that calls itself resignation and suppose that it is not God's will to give an answer. No, there must be something in the prayer that is not as God would have it, childlike and believing. We must seek for grace to pray so that the answer may come. It is far easier for the flesh to submit without the answer than to yield itself to be searched and purified by the Spirit until it has learned to pray the prayer of faith. One of the terrible marks of the diseased state of Christian life in these days is that there are so many who rest content without the distinct experience of answer to prayer. They pray daily, they ask many things, and trust that some of them will be heard, but they know little of direct definite answers to prayer as the rule of daily life. And this is what the Father wills. He seeks daily communication with His children by listening to and granting their petitions. He wills that we should come to Him day by day with distinct requests. He wills day by day to do for us what we ask. It was in His answer to prayer that the saints of old learned to know God as the living one, and were stirred to praise and love. Psalm 34. But verily God has heard me, He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Psalm 66, 19. I love the Lord because He has heard my voice and my supplications. Psalm 116, 1. Our teacher waits to imprint this upon our minds. Prayer and its answer, the child asking and the father giving, belong to each other. There may be cases in which the answer is a refusal, because the request is not according to God's word, as when Moses asked to enter Canaan, but still there was an answer. God did not leave his servant in uncertainty as to his will. The gods of the heathen are dumb and cannot speak. Our Father lets His child know when He cannot give Him what He asks, and He withdraws His petition, even as the Son did in Gethsemane. 
Both Moses the servant and Christ the Son knew that what they asked was not according to what the Lord had spoken. Their prayer was the humble supplication, even though it was not possible for the decision to be changed. By His Word and Spirit, God will teach those who are teachable and who give Him time whether their request is according to His will or not. Let us withdraw the request if it is not according to God's mind. Let us persevere until the answer comes, if it is according to His will. Prayer functions to obtain the answer. In prayer and its answer, the interchange of love between the father and his child takes place. The estrangement of our heart from God must be so deep that we find it difficult to grasp such promises. Even while we accept the words and believe their truth, the faith of the heart that fully has them and rejoices in them comes so slowly. This is because our spiritual life is still so weak, and the capacity for understanding God's thoughts is so feeble. Let us look to Jesus to teach us as none but He can teach. If we take His words in simplicity and trust Him by His Spirit to make them life and power within us, they will enter into our inner being such that the spiritual divine reality of the truth they contain will indeed take possession of us. We will not rest content until every petition we offer is borne heavenward on Jesus' own words, Ask, and it shall be given you. Beloved fellow disciples in the school of Jesus, let us learn this lesson well. Let us take these words just as they were spoken. Let us not suffer human reason to weaken their force. Let us take them as Jesus gives them and believe them. He will teach us in due time how to understand them fully. Let us begin by implicitly believing them. Let us take time, as often as we pray, to listen to His voice. Every one that asks receives. Let us not make the feeble experiences of our unbelief be the measure of what our faith may expect. Let us seek not only in our seasons of prayer, but also at all times, to hold fast the joyful assurance. Man's prayer on earth and God's answer in heaven are meant for each other. Let us trust Jesus to teach us to pray so the answer can come. He will do it if we hold fast the word He gives today, Ask, and it shall be given you. O Lord Jesus, teach me to understand and believe what You have now promised me. The reasonings my heart seeks to satisfy itself are not hiding from You, my Lord, when no answer comes. There is the thought that my prayer is not in harmony with the Father's secret counsel, that there is perhaps something better You would give me, or that prayer as fellowship with God is blessing enough without an answer. And yet, my blessed Lord, I find in Your teaching on prayer that You did not speak of these things. You said plainly that prayer may and must expect an answer. You assured us that this is the fellowship of a child with the Father. The child asks, and the Father gives. Blessed Lord, Your words are faithful and true. It must be that I pray incorrectly, so my experience of answered prayer is not clearer. It must be that I live too little in the Spirit. My prayer is too little in the Spirit, and the power for the prayer of faith is lacking. Lord, teach me to pray. Lord Jesus, I trust You for it. Teach me to pray in faith. Lord, teach me this lesson of today. Every one that asks receives. Amen.